Hey, my fellow podcasters. This is the Havila Kennington podcast, and this is Havila Kennington. I thought maybe you'd like to listen into one of the messages that we've been sharing. So sit back, tune in, and receive from the Holy Spirit. I hope that you get something out of this, and I'll catch up with you at the end of this short message. You see, God is fighting for you whether you feel it or not. God is fighting for you whether you feel it or not. Some of us trust our feelings to such a point that it rules us. And, and sometimes feelings can give us insight into maybe something we're experiencing. But many times in the midst of a battle, when we're really fighting it out, when things are really shaking us, we, our feelings rise to the surface. It's the biggest thing that comes up. And, and we don't know what to believe. And our feelings feel so strong. And there's anger. And there's anxiety. And there's frustration. And there's, I don't know, resentment. And, you know, I don't know what to do with all this. And our feelings will rise to the surface. When our anxiety goes up, the first thing you're going to do is, feel that. I don't know what to do. And we want to respond. And I will say this to you. We have to go back to God's intention for us. He is fighting for us on our behalf. He loves us. He made us. He knows the way out of this. He knows the way. Listen, you are not too far. Whatever's gone on in your life, you are not too far to get free. The enemy will lie to you and say that you shouldn't have gotten there. You shouldn't have done this. Well, because of this, your kids are this. Because of that, your finances. Now, it may take a ton of work. There are things I've gotten myself into <laughs> that I go, this, I don't know. Wow, this is rough. And some of it's I'm having to eat humble pie because I've said things. Usually it's something I've said. I know it shocks you all, like, I'm sure. But usually something I've said and it's in motion. And then I'm either gonna have to fight it, and, and there's nothing worse than realizing you're wrong in the middle of an argument. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, I mean, there are certain points when you just go, oh no, <laughs> this is not happening. I'm wrong. Now, some of you are really good at this. You just fake it till you're like, well, you go think about that. Right? Because it's like, you know you're wrong. And so I don't want to admit it. I have nothing else to say because I know you're right. So you think about that. I'm going to walk away because I'm angry. And then you just kind of panic and go, I just hope he gets something out of that. <laughs> I've done that many times being pregnant primarily. I, I have an emotion that just rises up for a moment. And then after that, I realize, uh-oh. But there's nothing like that when we realize that, that something is, we got to understand he is fighting for us in the midst of it. His intentions towards us are good. And I, I love this. Uh, I love this. I want to talk back about Ephesians 6.13. It's having done all you can stand in the midst of that. I love this verse. It says, therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your guard in the day, evil day of danger. Now, we are in the evil day of danger, which means there's a lot of evil in the world. There's a lot of darkness in the world. There's things, people are still getting hurt and abused and there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of broken people that are breaking other people and there's a lot going on. He says, but to protect yourself in the midst of that moment, having done all the crisis demands. I love how the Amplified puts that. Having done all the crisis demands. Nothing more, nothing less than what's expected. And this is where we blow it when we, we want to be moved. Some of us don't do enough. 
We just don't. We don't, we don't want to get involved. We're tired. We're worn out. We're lazy. We're apathetic. You know, we just go, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to even get involved. And God's going, I want you to rise up and fight for this. I want you to rise up. You can do this. You may have to show up like a grown-up, but you're gonna, you can do this. Then there's some of us, we do way more than the crisis demands. You know, we're in people's yards. We're, t- we're making decisions for people. We're, and all of a sudden, we have to realize, God, what is in this midst of my crisis? What are you asking me to do? And we go, well, I should do this. No, no, wait, wait. Is that you saying that, or is that someone who said that to me? Wait, wait, let me get back. What do you want me to do? And God says, I want you to trust me. I want you to lean on me. I want you to believe me. I want you to read my word. I want you to say good things over yourself. The power of life and death in your tongue, I want you to say. And then I want you just to sit and wait. Because I'm about to do something. You see, I'm about to give you your promised land in the midst of this crisis. But you're never going to be able to fight the things around you unless you start small and learn. And then we look at 2 Chronicles 20.15. It says, He says, hearken all all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, the king of Jehoshaphat. The Lord says, the Lord says this to you. Do not be afraid or dismayed at this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. See, I've come to believe that you can be in a battle and still enjoy your life. Some of us think that when we're in the midst of great disappointment, tragedy, or whatever, or something's coming at us, that we have to mourn, and we do mourn, and I get that, but there's part of it where if every time something comes against me and I go into mourning, I'm never going to enjoy my life. Because the longer I've learned in life, people are always going to be mean. I hate to say that, but things are going to come at us. Things are not going to work out. There's always going to be things that aren't going to pan out like we hoped. And so if I'm always going through this process of, I can't enjoy my life right now until it works out, guess what the enemy is going to want you to do? He's going to want you to be in crisis for the rest of your life. He's going to want to stick you in crisis so you never enjoy your life. You're in this battle, and pretty soon, why not give up? If I can't enjoy my life, let's just (laughs) let's stop the merry-go-round. And let's go do something. Let's just medicate until we leave the earth. Because that's too hard. And I just believe there are things in my life I've learned that I'm going to enjoy my life. And part of that is learning what I'm responsible for and what I'm not and being appropriate to those things in such a way that I know, you know, it's, this is what you're looking at, God, and that's it. And that's it. And it keeps me safe. If you're in a moment where you have been shaken and, and you're such to a point that you feel like the wind has been knocked out of you, that's okay. It's okay to feel like that. And it's okay to experience that. You're human. These things happen. The unthinkables happen to us. But at that moment, I want you to know that God is still fighting for you. And he's still fighting for your heart. And he wants to teach you in the midst of this that you can still enjoy your life. And he wants to lead you out of the darkness, out of the valley of the shadow of death, along streams of living water to refresh your soul. And you don't need anybody else to help you do that. God can lead you to that place and refresh your soul. 
I know that because I have felt darkness in my soul. I know what it's like to feel so depressed. I closed every blind in my house and I prayed to God no one would stop by because I knew I didn't want to face anybody. And I remember saying, Lord, you got to show me a way out of this because I cannot adopt my children out at this point. That's not going to be healthy for anybody. And I, I can't stop what I'm doing. Bills are still going to come. People are still going to expect things. I can't check out a life. I'm going to need some help right now. And the Lord says, I'm going to teach you at this moment how to enjoy your life without anybody recognizing you, without anybody pulling you out of it. I am strong enough because when my heart is overwhelmed, the Bible says, he leads me to a rock that is higher than I. And he pulls us up and he puts us on that rock. And he says, you can do this, sweetheart. I know your heart is overwhelmed. I'm going to teach you how to get to me. I want to talk about necessary attitudes of success in being steadfast. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. You don't have to turn there, but it, it, I, I, want to, I want to stay on this for a minute. It says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and immovable. I want you to write those two words down in your, in your books if you have them or, you know, on your hand if you don't have anything else. I want you to write this, the words steadfast and immovable. These are very key words to this passage, and it's very key to what we're going to talk about tonight or what we're talking about. When you look at the word steadfast, the original meaning goes as simple as this. It means stationary. Something as something that something such as something that sits in one place for a long time Being steadfast now. I think about a treadmill and many times we've used this analogy like oh, you know You're in life and you're stuck or but I, I want to take it in a whole different level I want you to think about this in life. There are things that we're gonna do that seem like we're going nowhere But you know what you're doing you're being steady and you're going to feel like, what am I doing? But you are walking this treadmill. You see, you can be fruitful and steady at the same time. You can be fruitful and not busy at the same time. You're steady. You're doing the same thing God asked you to do every day. Every day you're doing the exact same thing. And you're walking this thing and you're being as steady as you can be in the midst of what he's asked you to and many times we get off the treadmill. We want to do some running. We want to like run around and leave this place. But God's saying, will you just stay here right now and just do the exact thing I asked you to do? Some of us don't like what God asks us to do. And so we're running around doing things that he never asked us to do because we don't want to go back to what he asked us to do. Someone goes, well, what are you, you know, what, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing the last thing God asked me to do. And you know what? What God told me to do the last thing was probably about a year ago. You go, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Listen, the longer you are with Christ, he just re he refreshes your heart and says, remember, this is what I want you to do. And you, spiritual maturity, is doing the thing that God told you to do last time and doing it well and doing it over and doing it with all your might and all your heart and all your soul. And you do it as long as you can until God interrupts this program to change the next direction. That is what it looks like. And some of us, you know, I remember I felt this way. It was like, okay, God goes, love your boys. And I go, okay, I can love my boys. I did bedtime routine. I did bath. That's great. Now what, God? And God goes, do the same thing tomorrow. And I'm like, that is demonic. That is not powerful. That's not a powerful life. 
bath time is great, but it is not like powerful. You know, making dinner doesn't feel great. It feels great for about a week. You know, making a good dinner. But then after a while, it's like, can you cook for yourself? Somebody get some food. Not, and most of what you're going to do in life isn't going to feel spiritual. Most of what God has asked you to do is not going to feel spiritual. We got to just get, we got to get, we just got to get okay with that. Well, my friends, that's all for today. I'm really honored each and every time you tune into this podcast. If you enjoyed today, don't forget to leave me a review. I read each and every one. Throw me some stars and make sure that you share this with your friends. It's really the only way that this message gets out. It's the only way that everyone learns about this podcast. And we really do this for you. We uh, really love you. And we're always honored that you follow us and that you help us. So have a great day. Can't wait to catch up with you next time and keep serving Jesus. It's worth each and every day of our lives. Love you. Bye-bye.